Welcome to Seen and Heard in Edmonton, the podcast about bloggers and podcasters in the capital city of Alberta. I'm your host, Karen Unland, and joining me today are Agnes DeMarco and Sandra Speronis, the rock and roll mom and the music writer who have a sparkling podcast called Agnes and Sandra's Three-Way. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you can't say that name without giggling. It's very awesome. <laughs> One of our guests came up with that name. Yeah, okay. our very first podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. <laughs> Seen and Heard in Edmonton is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network powered by ATB and you'll hear more about that later in the show along with a message about our other sponsor, the Edmonton Community Foundation. All right, Agnes and Sandra. So maybe tell the people first, what is this podcast about your podcast? Uh, this podcast is about some of the amazing musicians, artists, business owners, uh, local people who are doing incredible things for their community, um, for their neighborhood, for the city, and who are largely, well, maybe recognized, but not in the way that we think they should be. They're just interesting people whose stories inspire us, and we want to get it out there for, so that people know what great personalities and great con- uh, contributors and, and artists and, and writers and people like that are, are among us. Right. I couldn't have said it better myself, so I'm just going to let you do all the talking, <laughs> <Yeah>. Agnes. <Uh-oh>. <laughs> <laughs> now we're in trouble. <laughs> so why did you start it? Because there's lots of different ways to shine a light on cool people. So why a podcast and why you two together? <laughs> well, it may have had something to do with a martini. <laughs> a she dirty makes, martini. Yeah, I she <laughs> makes the best dirty martinis. <laughs> why, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> no, you know, Sandra and I met several years ago. She interviewed me uh, for the journal when you were writing for yep. the journal. And we just became friends. We just hit it off. And... Uh, then last year I ran away from winter and I ran Sandra, away from winter. Yeah, we did this similar thing and we got back together and we were sitting at my place having lunch and a martini and I had been interviewed by uh, these gals out of Toronto doing a podcast and and we were talking about well what are you going to do now and I said well do you want to do a podcast she's like yeah (laughs) okay let's do this so that's basically how it started we didn't really have a plan no we just were enthusiastic and knew such great people collectively you know you know between us we just know all these amazing people and we wanted to do something exactly and agnes is such a natural at this whereas i'm a little bit stulted Stulty? That's not even a word. See, I'm stulty. <laughs> it's a good word. I like it. <laughs> I'm a writer. I'm not a mm. talker. So I think we're a great contrast. Contrast. <laughs> <laughs> so let's come back a little bit to how you guys got together in the first place. Because as you mentioned, you're a writer. You were a music writer at the Journal for a long time. Yeah, for almost 18 years. Yeah. And so what did you first interview Iris or Agnes about? Well, Agnes is a personality in her own right. I mean, her son is Mac DeMarco. Right. He's a famous musician. Who's mm-hmm. a famous musician from Edmonton, and he's yeah. getting, you know, more famous by the second. And I had just seen, I'd watched her on social media from afar, and I thought, man, she's like this cool-ass woman. <laughs> um, she kind of reminds me of my own mom, yeah. you know, uh, rock and roll moms. And uh, I thought, you know, I want to actually, I want to write a story about her and, the timing was great because, you know, she was 
about to launch a fan club for Mac, so it, it was perfect. Yeah, it was it was quite wonderful, and I had never really done uh, an interview like that before Sandra and your cameraman was Ryan Jackson Ryan Jackson they came into my home (laughs) and we went upstairs where the boys had grown up and and it was just easy and they took a little video and it was just a wonderful experience and we just got to be friends of course I cried at the end because I'm a crier (laughs) and I'm a crier too I don't think I cried that day but um yeah no I also remember I think like a few months beforehand, um, before we did the interview, Mac was uh, up for the Players Music Prize. Yes, and he there was. was a yeah. classic photo of Mac in Toronto with like Win Butler of Arcade Fire, <laughs> and Agnes is on his shoulders. Yeah, and I'm like, this is a woman I have to talk to. I'm in my dress, you know, and and so he's like, come on, mom. I'm like Mac, I've got a dress on. Yeah, it's <laughs> such fun. a great photo. I'm it's like, an yeah, excellent photo. Um, so then you left the journal yes. in one of the recent bioderamas yeah. that have happened. <laughs> I thought I need to get out now before I'm too old to do anything else. <laughs> and did you have a hankering, though, to get back into some kind of music journalism? Um, I don't think I ever thought I was ever going to totally leave it, but I knew that I sort of wanted to take a break from writing. And uh, this would was the perfect way to actually still be involved in music and, you know, actually practice speaking to people. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, act, you started in radio. Why do you feel like you're not oh, comfortable in audio? terrible in radio. I actually, yeah, I did start in radio at CBC, and I was always more comfortable. I love being behind the scenes, right? Like when I... This was in the 90s, and when I left CBC, I was the acting producer of the afternoon show Radioactive, and I was uh, directing the show as well. And I love that, but always being, you know, in front of a microphone just freaked me out. I don't know why. I don't know why. It's like something that I've always wa- I've wondered about, because when I was a kid, I would have a tape recorder and a microphone, and I'd, you know, record myself reading stories and, you know, the plays that I wrote and stuff like that. So I don't know. I wish I could figure out what happened to me, but I'm, you know, I decided that this year I'm going to actually tackle this, you know, monkey on my back and, uh, you know, doing the podcast and I've been doing something for CBC Edmonton AM every week. So it's getting better. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, when you asked us to do this interview, my, you know, last year, if you had asked us, my initial reaction would have been no. <laughs> and uh, when I got your email, you know, this a f- few weeks ago or a few days ago, I was like, yes. So <laughs> I'm improving. Well, congratulations, Agnes, on drawing out this talent. That seems to be <laughs> what you do, right? And that seems to be yes, what you w- <laughs> want to do with with uh, with uh, the podcast, too, is yes. to kind of uncover these Hidden gems. Exactly right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, what makes a good guest for Agnes and Sanders Three Way? Oh gosh. Well, every guest we've had so far has been amazing. Um, we like people who are. Huh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Do who we, like to talk? Yeah, who like to talk and and are doing something creative, uh, be it. Um, trying a new business in a, an area of town, maybe that it doesn't fly, giving information on what their experience is like 
in their particular um, life, be it as a painter, as a musician, um, a dancer. Uh, because, you know, we all see these people and we all think, oh, yeah, that'd be great. And I could never do that. But they're all just people. And they're all just doing this because they started somewhere and had some people to believe in them. So their stories need to be told, you yeah. know. And, and um, it's a mix of people who it is. are comfortable with doing interviews and people who don't usually do any. Yeah. And uh, yeah. it's funny because some of them have actually been the best guests. That's right. Right. People who've never been interviewed in their life and, yeah. and are a little bit nervous about yeah. it. But, you know, it's, it's, um, our show is very easy. It's, yeah. We just talk yeah. and um, ask questions, and and they and and we go right for the heart of things. We're not. Yes. Um, Sometimes we cry. <laughs> we cry a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we cried earlier. Well, I did. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. But Kaylee Thomas made both of us cry. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes me cry. So <laughs> Hopefully that episode will be up by the time we have the show notes out, and we can link to that, and everybody can cry. Yeah. So what, besides shining a light on awesome people and um, uh, giving you an opportunity to do something that you love, what, do you, what other good things do you want to result from this podcast? What do you want it to lead to? Well, eventually, I mean, we have started locally, but eventually I would like to take this on the road because um, I've met amazing people all over the world. And... Uh, I would like to have a thread that makes the global community um, aware of each other. Yeah. You know, I just think that's, the world has changed so much, especially for artists. They travel so much, they tour all over the world now. And when I was in New York, I met some artists, then I go to LA. Well, there's the same guys and they're doing this, that. And, the, and I just think, you know what? It's a smaller world, and people can be connected in a better way. And if I can be a vehicle, and Sandra mm -hmm. and I can do this together, how great for them, how fun for us, you know, to, to meet and talk to these amazing people. And maybe, yeah, I'd like to take this show on the road. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there with you. Yeah. <laughs> I love to travel, so it would be Me perfect. Me too. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I think when we started this podcast, we didn't really have any set plans, no. but, you know... The sky's the limit, right? Like we're open to any, you know, possibility and opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. And it's sort of, um, I mean, CKUA was so wonderful to us because uh, I got to know Grant Stovall because he started playing Mac. Right. And so he was just like my hero. <laughs> and uh, I grew up with the Ralts. And of course, Lionel is here doing his thing. And, and so I did a fundraiser with Grant one day. And then we approached Elliot together saying are you interested in maybe helping us like how do we do this and he was just wonderful he was like well let me see if we can get you a studio and he gave us well he gave Sandra training I would be hopeless <laughs> on that board but she's she's the technological yes. wizard behind this <laughs> yeah so it was just an opportunity presented itself and and we just went with it and we're just wanting to take it wherever it'll go that's awesome. I have more questions for you, but first we're going to take a break for a word from our sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about bigger, bigger uh, picture issues. So. This episode of Seen and Heard in Edmonton is brought to you by the Edmonton Community Foundation, which acts as a bridge between donors and charities to help create a strong, vibrant community for generations to come. 
The foundation does this by helping donors establish endowment funds, which can then be used to fund good works in a sustained way. And you don't need to be rich to do this. You can take up to 10 years to put together a fund of $10,000, and then it will start granting money. Emmy Stubing is one such donor, and she told her story in an episode of the Well Endowed podcast. It is truly amazing what you can do with a little bit here and a little bit there. Hear uh, Emmy talk about how she did it. Um, I started my fund at around my 30th birthday because then I told my friends and family, instead of giving me gifts, feel free to make a do- I kind of did my own little fundraising campaign to kickstart my fund. I've had wonderful role models, but this has been nice for me to sort of establish my own name I guess and sort of do like yeah Emmy Stubing I did this myself and um, it's one of the things I'm most proud of. You can find out more at ecfoundation.org and if you want to hear the full story of Emmy's Fund check out episode two of the Well Endowed Podcast at thewellendowedpodcast.com. All right we're back with Agnes and Sandra. So I would say that you are both long-term observers of and participants in the music scene. What are your thoughts about how coverage of local music has changed, or music in general, has changed over the years? Mm-hmm. I just got a look from Sandra. You Whoa. have to ask me this question, right? <laughs> uh, well, oh gosh. I mean, there's a lot less of it. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, because at one point, I mean, we had View Weekly, we had C Magazine, we had The Journal, we had Edmonton Sun. Mike Ross was a huge supporter of the local art scene. He still is through Gig City, but, right. you know, it's not as prolific. Um, whew. I don't know. I think it's, yeah, it's it's a lot. I mean, traditional media, it's uh, doesn't cover it as well. It's trying. It's still, you know, I'm I'm happy to see that you know, traditional media hasn't completely abandoned local arts coverage, but I think a lot of musicians and artists in general are, you know, looking to untraditional forms and platforms to get their word out, like, you know, Twitter and And Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat Mm -hmm. and podcasts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, a lot up to people to tell their own story now. Yeah. And they have the tools to. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I feel like the internet has had a similar effect on both music and journalism in a way. It's <laughs> made it so much easier to distribute what yes. we do and so much harder to make money at it. <laughs> <laughs> so Absolutely. what do you what do you uh, what do you think about that? Like what do you see those parallels as well and then um what does that mean then for someone who's just starting out in either of those forms? Well, it means that you probably have to be doing two jobs. Yeah. Yeah, because it doesn't create an immediate income stream, that's for sure. Um, so you have to have something in your back pocket or it's going to be very difficult. But most things that are worthwhile are difficult. Right. Absolutely. Right? I mean... When I was working at CBC Radio in the 90s, I wasn't really talking about music or covering music. Um, And so I had to, or I was freelancing for C Magazine and then View Weekly. So, uh, you know, in the hopes that one day that writing about music would become my life. And eventually it did. But so that still hasn't changed. You know, it's, you know, it's not an easy industry to get into. But um, yeah, I think... 
nowadays it's a whole lot harder. Well, I think it's 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 a new door. It's a new uh, platform, and I think that it's I think it's going to take off in a big way because. With television, I, it's like television for me. I can't stand commercials. Right. So if you're driving in your car, would you rather be listening to a musician talk about what he's doing or would you rather be bombarded with commercials? You know, I think this is a great forum. Absolutely. I think it's, I think it's a kind of like YouTube. All mm-hmm. kids watch YouTube yeah. now. Oh, boy, do they ever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I think that we're at the beginning of something that maybe we don't even fully understand True. yet. True, yeah. yeah. And it's not so wise. Even though, <laughs> <laughs> even though it is difficult to make it, say but coming back to music, it can be done, right? Mac made it. Yes, he did. Yeah. So, but what do you have to do in terms of cultivating and serving your audience and everything else in order to align those stars so you can make it? Well, I think you have to speak to people's hearts. I think that you can't. Uh, put you can't put stuff out there that isn't true and that isn't really uh, relatable because that's what this world needs and that's what people will listen to they don't want to be told a bunch of nonsense they want to hear that your experience touches them or that you've had a similar experience or that your life hasn't all been easy but you're still going and you're still doing stuff and and it's a good world uh, so that we can connect with each other. That's what that's what this is about. Yeah. We and want community. Max's songs are so honest that he has such a rabid fan base. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they're always they, contacting you, yeah. right? I get the most wonderful letters about how his music has helped them get through a difficult period in their life or just things like that. And that means the world to me. So that's what I want to give back. Right. Yeah. So is that what the fan club does, is kind of gather that? It gives information about what he's doing. It gives them little perks, a little membership and all that, and uh, meet and greets, and I wish them happy birthday. Oh, If they nice. email me with uh, questions, I answer them because they're people who love music, just like he was when he was little, you know? Yeah. And it's important. Yeah, and, and I think there's a tendency sometimes to commodify our, the audience and just say, well, there's how many clicks or how many page views yeah. or how many streams, whatever. And, and it's just, it's not, it, it's easy to forget there's real people. Exactly. exactly. Because like, even though Mac does get a lot of airplay on CKUA, mm-hmm. not one commercial radio station nope. in Edmonton plays him. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, this is a global... Yeah. He's globally famous. Star, right? Yeah. And you can only hear him on CKUA and probably CJSR too. But, yeah. you know, CJSR Sonic doesn't well. play him. Nope. You know, it's, it's yeah. Yeah. Because some, whatever computer algorithm mm-hmm. yeah, he's programs your music. Musically, I guess he's not mainstream enough, but, you know, his fans would tell you otherwise. Yeah. Well, they just <laughs> sold out Radio City Music Hall, so that may change. Exactly. You know. Wow. But it's it, crazy. Yeah, it's, anyway. <laughs> it's all good so often the traditional media now gets it wrong yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. and and other things can bubble up yeah. and mm-hmm. and um these other things have the power to bubble up because the gatekeepers aren't there right that's right i mean another edmonton artist ruth b she became a international star based on a six second vine yeah 
Wow. That she did, right? Like she wrote a song called Lost Boy and initially she wrote like six seconds of it, taped it or recorded it, put it on Vine. And then the reaction was so great that she decided to write a full song and then ended up selling it on iTunes, got signed to a major label in the States, you know, opened up for Alessia Cara on tour. Yeah, so Edmontonians seem to become famous in weird ways, <laughs> yeah. non-traditional ways, which yeah. actually is, you know, I that makes my heart warm because we're, you know, we're we're not traditional. Yeah, no. and we have to go around the usual ways of exactly. doing things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I want to ask you guys about a couple of other interesting projects that you're involved in. Um, Agnes, you're writing for the Legends of Music project yes. that CJSR and Edmonton Public Library are mm-hmm. doing. I know a tiny bit about this, so tell me what your involvement well, is. Well, this is Pete Rocker's project, and he's an amazing guy. Um, basically, this is bios of... Uh, I think it goes back to the 1920s, bios of of legendary Edmonton musicians, guys like Tommy Banks and P.J. Perry and all the way through Barry Allen, you know, everybody who's in all genres, jazz, rock, folk, country, anybody who's been uh, part of the Edmonton scene who's made an impact. Um, Also, the venues. And um, so we've got... Yardbird Suite and the Trocadero and all these places. They're all being um, historically documented, um, but with a personal twist. It's its like these bios are not dry. They've got a little bit of humor and some stories, and there's a large number of people involved in this project and always looking for more volunteers to help out. You can always get a hold of Pete Rocker through CJSR if you want to help on any level. Uh, you don't have to write. You can um, do, uh, you know, there's a, a variety of, of functions that need to be fulfilled, and it's an ongoing project. Um, so venues, artists, I'm sure I'm forgetting something. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's very comprehensive oh. and it's just like treasure after treasure after treasure. Yes, yeah. exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. And there is a committee that meets at the Three Bananas once a month. <laughs> 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 and we sort of review our progress and um, and move forward. And I, I'm sad to say, and I'm on it. I'm on it, Pete. I have <laughs> six bios currently tucked away that I haven't done, <laughs> but I have pulled the info. <laughs> so... Yeah, and it includes pictures, and apparently at the library, it's going to be an interactive thing where you can go and touch the screen, and the information oh, will wow. come up. And yeah, it's it's a song uh, will play. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like a. a I, I mean, I can't wait to see it all yeah. come into fruition. But it's a wonderful uh, concept, and it, it's Pete's baby. But boy, he's got some strong people supporting him, and great volunteers. That's I'm awesome. I'm honored to be part of it. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. And Sandra, you get up to all kinds of things, but I want to ask you <laughs> about a little funny side project that you've been working on called Edmojis. Oh yes, the Edmojis. <laughs> yeah. So tell me, tell me the origin story of Edmojis and where it is now. Okay. Um, so last April, April 2016, because I'm a writer, I like to play with words, and I was just, I think I was typing out the word emojis. and all of a sudden it dawned on me that if you add a D to it, it's Edmo, and I'm like, oh. Edmo, Edmojis. We could have like a line of Edmonton-inspired emojis. And uh, I tweeted something out about it. 
as a joke, but the reaction that I got from it was like so overwhelming that I thought, hmm, maybe I'm actually onto something. So I contacted a friend, um, my friend Lucas Timmons, and he's the only guy that I know that has, um, that I thought could maybe, you know, turn this into reality. And so he worked on it diligently for about four to six months, like, you know, uh, like off the designing side of an app, desk, like he had yeah. never designed yeah. an app before, <laughs> right? So it was, you know, total, you know, trial and error. And then we started sell. Then we did a Kickstarter campaign, um, and uh, we're you know taking requests from companies who wanted to be part of the uh, Edmojis, and then we launched them. I think earlier this year. This year has been a blur. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, we've been selling them ever since. Um, we update them with new images every couple of months. So I think there's about. 85 right now so you know is that you just added the new walterdale bridge yeah we added six new ones or seven new ones including the walterdale bridge um uh what else oh uh the accidental beach logo (laughs) vivid print were nice enough to let us use it oh nice yeah in the app um and then we also have uh an image of uh vaulted willow the blue pink and purpley sculpture in Borden Park. A lot of people were actually requesting that one. So mm-hmm. I thought, okay, we have to get that one in. Um, the funicular right. <laughs> is on there too. <laughs> yeah. And so um, we're also selling pins of it as well, of some of the images. Um, and uh, they're available at Vivid Print and Ticks on the Square. And so far the two most popular pins seem to be... Uh, Sad Don Iveson, right. sorry Don, <laughs> uh, and um, the uh, We Done Bitches right. road sign from yeah. last year. Yeah, <laughs> it's sort of like like it's a whole bunch of things, or it's a lot of things that you kind of have to be from here to get it. Absolutely, which is kind of um, part of that kind of club building stuff. Yeah, right? and yeah. initially. You know, Lucas and I thought maybe we could actually expand this to other cities and other people were, you know, trying to, you know, persuade us to do that. But then we kind of realized, you know, the magic of it is that we're from Edmonton mm-hmm. and we know these inside jokes. Yeah. And if, like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know the inside jokes in Calgary or Vancouver. So, you know, we could do, you know, some of the things, but we wouldn't get it right. Yeah. Yeah. They have to do their own job. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All we need now is an Android version. That's the next uh, step. And that's the question that we keep getting asked. And uh, we've been working on it. Um, I haven't. Lucas has. Yeah. Um, and uh, like I said, because he's doing this, you know, he's never built an Android app um, before. So he's doing, it's like trial and error. And so it's, it, you know, we hope to have it by the end of the year. So fingers crossed. That's exciting. Yeah. When a crazy idea comes to fruition. (laughs) We're going to take another break. And when we come back, we're going to hear about uh, local blogs or podcasts that uh, the ladies might recommend. This episode of Seen and Heard in Edmonton is brought to you by ATB Financial, founding sponsor of the Alberta Podcast Network. We had our official launch party at the end of September at CKUA and we had such a great time celebrating our podcasters and the beginning of this new channel for Alberta-based voices. 
Lana Cuthbertson, who's involved in business innovation at ATB, talked about how the network fits in with ATB's story and how it embodies the spirit of ATB Listens. And then she told a story about me. Um, there was a time when we were, at a, we were at a meeting at ATB. I was talking about podcasting, and I played them an audio clip. And when the clip was over, my iTunes started auto-playing the soundtrack from Hamilton, which I'm obsessed with and is on all of my devices. I am not throwing away my shot, I responded as I frantically tried to stop it from playing. And if you know the musical, you will get that. And if you don't, well, uh, trust me, it was clever. Anyway, (laughs) I am going to uh, quote from Hamilton again because the main character says, there's a million things I haven't done, but just you wait. And that's where we're at with the network. We've got a good thing going and a fantastic future ahead of us, fueled by you, the listeners, and by sponsors like ATB. Good things happen because ATB listens. Find out more at atb.com slash listen. All right. So, okay. <laughs> I always like to ask my guests for uh, recommendations of local independent media. So um, what strikes your fancy? The podcast that I really like is called Capital City Records. Mm-hmm. And um, it's based on... Um, the Edmonton Public Library's collection of local albums. Um, there's about, I think, I can't remember how many. There's over 100 albums, I think, in their collection. Yeah. And it's curated by a bunch of judges every, maybe once or twice a year. And, um, you know, if you're not a library member, you can stream the songs through the EPL's website. But if you're actually... If you have a member of the, the library, if you have a library card, that's what I'm trying to say, <laughs> um, you can download these albums. And so Capital City Records, the podcast, actually takes um, uh, gets local celebrities to pick one of their favorite songs from that collection and, you know, explain why, you know, it's their favorite song and what it is about the artists that they like. Yeah, I love that podcast so much. It's an affiliated member of the Alberta Podcast Network, I would say, because we're so grateful for our partnership with CKUA. And uh, your episode was good. You need to do an episode. I know, so it would be great to have <laughs> My you My episode was so long ago, it feels like I didn't even do it. Do it. Well, you should do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you even remembered. No, though I've listened to every one. And I mean... It's easy to listen to that podcast because it's short. Yes. And those of yes. us who are, have a lot of listening in their queue, it's nice to have that. But it's so, you hear someone being super passionate mm-hmm. about the song and then you get to hear the whole track, which playing music on podcasts is a complicated thing because mm-hmm. of rights and everything. Right. But because they have already got this deal with the artist, they can do it. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, treasure every time. Yeah. You're right. Agnes would make a great guess. I know. Well, okay. I, okay, I better get on it. Word then. to Mark Rogers. <laughs> yes. She already like, talked up Legends of, uh, of Edmonton, so it's time. Or Legends of Music, so do it. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, I want to end off by asking each of you for a piece of advice. You can chime in on the other person's advice. I got it like a scared look from Sandra. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but first, Agnes, what's your advice for musicians who are seeking to build a fan base? Oh, well, you know what? All I can say is take your best work, put it on the internet, keep putting it on the internet. And um, Instagram, social media is big. Mm -hmm. Uh, Touring 
is the way to get a bigger fan base. Touring in Canada is difficult because the cities are far apart, but hey, you know what? Do it. And if you keep putting yourself out there, somebody will hear you and pick you up. You know, it just happens that way. Share it with as many people as you know. And if it's good and if it's truly from your heart, someone's going to find you. Very good advice. Yes. Now, Sandra, (laughs) what's your advice for people? And I'm thinking sometimes of my students at McEwen and other people that are coming up in in the business. What's your advice for people who want to try to make a living covering music? Just keep at it um, and try all avenues. Like I said before, I mean, I wasn't even actually covering music when I worked at CBC Radio. Um, So I would, you know, freelance for view and see. Um, Just nowadays you can start your own blog. You won't make any money from it, um, most likely. but and you it, get practice. You right? get practice, yeah. right? Like, I mean, if I had a, if I had the opportunity to have a blog when I was like, you know, starting out, I would have loved that because a lot of times you just want to write for for the sake of writing. You mm-hmm. know, you want to write to make sense of what you're listening to or what people are saying. You're not necessarily wanting, you know, other people to read what you write or to, you know become a famous writer or whatever, like have people admire your words. You just want to write because that's the way you make sense of the world. I mean, that's how musicians, musicians write songs to make sense of the world. Writers, you know, write as well. So, um, yeah, I I would say, yeah, blog, go to as many shows as you can, um, listen to as much music as you can, um, listen to... Don't only listen to music that you love and don't only think that you should write about music that you love. You should also listen to music that you don't like. I know it's hard. (laughs) Um, And you should also write about music that you don't like because that gives you a broader appreciation of music in general, right? It's so easy. It's actually really easy to write about things that you like. Yeah. Um, It's harder to, you know, find, you know, things... um, that are good and things that you might not like, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that makes you a stronger writer. It opens your mind. So that would be and, my advice. And I would guess that you're not saying like write about music that you don't like and just slag it. You're saying like try to find why people like that Absolutely. music. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean... You must have covered shows for the, for people that you would never in a million years want oh to yeah, listen to their music Absolutely. ever again. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and there's some bands that uh, I had to review like five, seven, eight times, and there are bands that I would normally never listen to, right? So by the end of it, you learn to appreciate them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can also sort of make fun of them in a (laughs) friendly (laughs) way, way. but uh, (laughs) sometimes you can do it in a snarky way, and then you get a lot of feedback, so, you know, (laughs) whatever, but um, yeah. We're all trying our hardest, right? Exactly, (laughs) exactly. I think it's... Yeah, I think it's it makes you a better writer and a better person if you find things in uh, find things to appreciate in things that you don't necessarily like. Awesome. <laughs> you guys are very wise. Thank you for sharing <laughs> that advice. 
And thank you for joining me today. You can subscribe to Agnes and Sandra's three-way in Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. You can visit their website at agnesandsandra.com. Sandra is at Speronis, S-P-E-R-O-U-N-E-S, on Twitter and Instagram. And Agnes is Agnes DeMarco, with a C-O, on Twitter and Instagram, too, right? That's correct. You won't remember all this, but that's okay, because all these links and their recommendations are going to be in the show notes at seenandheardyeg.com. Uh, you can find Seen and Heard in Edmonton and the other members of the Alberta Podcast Network powered by ATB at albertapodcastnetwork.com. Also, we're on G Radio along with other Edmonton-based members of the network. You can listen live on gradio.ca at 6 p.m. every night. And the Alberta Podcast Network shows are now also available on CKUA's app. So you can download it for iOS or Android. Yay! And check the More tab to sample the network. Many thanks to Castria for helping me produce this podcast. Find out how they can help you at wearecastria.com. Thanks for listening.